Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We are back here with more NFL draft comps, and that is because Dylan is NFL draft week. And uh, we did on the previous episode a look at uh, the quarterbacks and kind of what were going to be the, the best player comps looking ahead and trying to project many, many years uh, ahead, perhaps, and figure out who these guys were going to become in the NFL. We're going to do that now. For the non-QB guys, uh, not everyone, because uh, we don't have seven rounds worth of um, of comps, but uh, we do have some for some of the top players. And, of course, Dylan, I think one of those guys you start with is Will Anderson, who, uh, as we know, um, probably just a matter of when and where, because it's going to be early and looks like it probably will be number two. Uh, seems to be uh, a good guess here as to where Will Anderson could go. Certainly just a a potential game changer defensively in terms of what he can do. Um, you look at some of the, the comps out there, a wide range of just past great dominant defensive players. That's probably the best way to put it. Just pick your yeah. defensive player, um, you know, at a similar position or at that position and go with him. Um, and again, maybe just go with that. But yeah, I think it's pretty clear that there you could go with, like I said, a lot of just dominant defensive players in the past. Cause it seems like, Will Anderson's probably going to be one of those guys. Yeah, his size, uh, 6'3", a little over 250. I mean, this is a big dude coming off the end. Like you said, a lot of uh, comparables that I've – the most common one I've seen based on just his body type and the way he plays is Cleo Mack. They're almost exactly the same yeah. uh, height and weight when they uh, weighed in at the Combine uh, when back when Cleo Mack coming out of Buffalo. But both – obviously, uh, Mack went to a much smaller school, but both guys really productive <laughs> – um, in their time and uh, obviously facing maybe some tougher competition at times for Will. Yeah, he's pretty much, a, you know, if, if it wasn't for um, all the quarterbacks we have in this draft, if, you know, if we're looking back at last year, for example, um, and Will was coming out, he probably would have been the um, obvious number one pick. It's, it's just a, he just is the most NFL-ready guy in terms of his skill set. Looks like a plug-and-play immediately. We've had some really good rusher uh, edge rushers enter the league and immediately make an impact, and I feel like he's going to have – one uh, just like those guys but yeah it's Khalil Mack is uh, again the one that's the most commonly brought up Sal Von Miller is another one that's been kind of thrown in the mix but it, I think I like the Khalil one in terms of what they're also the versatility in terms of what they can do playing on the edge and standing up being down and three technique anything they um, you want from this guy he's just a monster and um, I, I you know between so we can go with a mix of Von Miller and Cleo Mack. That's not a bad comparison. I think overall we're always <laughs> going to be bad. looking at the yeah. best best case scenarios here, right? We're not uh, making too many comparisons. The players right. didn't end up panning out in the league because yeah, we'll see. If, you know, the hit rate on all these guys is only going to be so high. But I think out of everyone in this draft, maybe the next uh, one of the other guys on our list coming up here. But I think Will Anderson is also one of the like most just for sure fired uh, guys that's going to be a star in the league. Yeah, seems that way. I think he will be, as you said, I mean, just um, it looks like just domination from the start potentially and, and what he could do. And certainly if he winds up with the Texans, I mean, 
you know, got a new defensive-minded coach. You got a guy who could just completely change the game defensively, and, you know, that's not a bad starting point to perhaps turning things around for the Texans. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a very interesting one to see kind of how that plays out uh, there with Will Anderson. All right, uh, let's move on to the offensive side of the ball for a second. Um, as we said, we're looking at some non-quarterback type guys. Uh, John Robinson from Texas, um, you know, someone that I think is expected to go, you know, top 10-ish um, for sure, it seems like. I think there will be quite a market there um, in terms of the, the skills that he'll bring. Again, somewhere in that range. We, we always say this, right? Like it's maybe that's what it is. Maybe there are trades that push him a bit further down, um, yeah. you know, somewhere. I think it's just a matter of trying to figure that out. And that's why we say you could go with kind of a, a bit of a range on some of these guys because you never know kind of what the trades are going to look like. But if we're dealing with, with comps and trying to figure out, you know, exactly what he could be, he's an interesting one because I, you know, I don't know that I've seen necessarily just a ton of ones that I look at and say, all right, that's the perfect one. Um, Cause I think running backs can be tough sometimes, you know, just, I think a lot of it's probably dependent on, I mean, ultimately, I mean, we know it's important like where they go and like, you know, kind of how that could compare to who they could be. But um, I don't know. He's an interesting one, but clearly, you know, a guy who's pretty dynamic in terms of what he can do. And, um, but man, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's someone that I think will, will be a nice pick for someone, but I, I'm more curious probably – I don't have a great comp for him at the moment, but, like, I'm more curious just to see where he goes because I think a lot of that's yeah. going to depend on kind of how the, the board's falling early with the quarterbacks and the trades perhaps and those kind of things. Yeah, I think some teams will see what – in terms of what Brees Hall was able to do last year and having an immediate impact for the Jets before his injury and see that player in, in Bijan's case who similar uh, skill set, both guys – Super, like you mentioned, versatile, able to catch the ball, able to do anything out of the backfield, can make guys miss, have that elite uh, home run speed as well. Uh, yeah, this is the guy I was mentioning in terms of, I think, as a surefire thing that we're going to have in this draft in terms of just knowing that you're going to have a star in your hands, uh, health willing. Got better as a pass blocker this year um, at Texas, already basically was doing everything perfectly before that. I mean, yeah, his vision Every part of him, it, it, he's compared himself, or at least he tries to model his game after. This is from a Fantasy Pros bio. He's talking about, um, at least in his um, how he tries to make guys miss, he compared himself to Barry Sanders. That's a pretty big, um, uh, uh, you know, a yeah. lofty for sure. I think one ESPN and one of their comparables have LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, maybe, you know, again, these are Hall of Fame, some of the best running backs in NFL history we're talking about here. LT is not a guy that's easy to live up to, but in terms of, you know, think about when LT played, just the vision that he had, the ability to hit those cuts, yeah. make the, you know, catch the ball to the backfield. You know, yes, they had Darren Sproles for a while there in San Diego. Um, so he wasn't used as, in as many passing situations as they probably could have. But when he did, early, maybe a little bit earlier in his career, uh, he was as dynamic as it comes. So, I mean, between those two guys, I think one, um, in terms of just his explosiveness, that's a little more recent and maybe also because of my some concerns, if anything, with Bijan is just injury history. Had a you know, but that's going to happen at this position regardless of who you are. Anyone's going to get hurt over time. But I think Saquon Barkley kind of had a similar just build up going into his draft of like surefire, explosive, does makes guys miss, does everything. Maybe more of a receiver to an extent, but that's not a knock on Bijan. Just was Saquon was just that ridiculous <laughs> at Penn State. Um, so I, I think those are some uh, interesting comparisons potentially but yeah i mean we're talking about two of the best running backs ever uh and then saquon who as we saw when healthy last year was 
a huge reason the Giants are able to get to the playoffs. And um, some other comparisons that are out there, Josh Jacobs. I mean, yeah, we're talking about all like either all-time greats or stars in the league right now. Um, <laughs> right. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes because, um, man, that offense, whatever gets him, I hope he has a solid offense line. And even if he doesn't, he's the kind of guy that can make it uh, work with a lot of different things. So i uh, really excited to see what uh, Bichon can do in the NFL. Yep. I mean, you know, so I think the the thought on the running back and, again, the role and everything has certainly changed over the years in terms of what, you know, but like you said, you look at some, some recent Hall specifically and just understand what you can get and, you know, that that could be something. So we'll see where, where he, he falls to because you just don't know given what this board could look like, yep. and I think that's the biggest mystery. It's all over the place. Yeah, it's all over the place right now. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jalen Carter, obviously someone else who I think clearly, you know, expects to be um a, a huge difference maker at the in the nfl certainly coming from georgia and um you know obviously you know all, all the stuff in the off season and everything kind of leading up to it but i mean you just look at where this guy's gonna go and um you know as a, as a defensive lineman and what he can do i mean there's like we said i mean you talk about a, a georgia defense that is pretty dominant with with him kind of as the the focal point and um now you know no really many questions at all that that's going to translate and I mean yeah like he's I'm not saying he's going to necessarily be Will Anderson but these feel like two guys that you know just in terms of their upside um hard to ignore it just because of I think again what what they accomplished in college you see kind of how that translates and I mean just just all of I mean really I mean you said it earlier like you could really look at Will Anderson and say maybe the top guy overall I mean if I'm looking 10 years down the road, like I, I'm probably not going out on a limb to say that I wouldn't be shocked if Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are like the top two guys that wind yeah. up being, you know, I mean, again, we assume one of these quarterbacks are, you know, or more perhaps wind up being, you know, a long-term guy. We just never know. And I, but I think these two guys feel like much more of a, just an absolute sure thing. And so for Carter, the comps again, I mean, <laughs> take your pick on a, a defensive tackle and, Try to figure out exactly, I guess, who he he compares to. So, yeah, I've seen Fletcher Cox as I mentioned, and Jeffrey Simmons, two guys that yeah make a lot of sense in terms of his impact. And I mean, obviously, like you said, the off-field stuff has kind of clouded this whole draft process in terms of his stock and even how much we've probably talked about it um, and him as a prospect compared to at the end of the regular season, we're just starting to uh, get into NFL draft talk. And yeah, he's still going to be drafted high. It seems like, obviously, um, just a ridiculous just a force inside. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, his body type is much bigger than say an Aaron Donald. And obviously, you know, that's the, that's the peak of what you can do at that's this position. But I think Fletcher Cox has been consistently one of the best defensive tackles in the league and a guy that, you know, maybe a little underrated, just be in my mind, maybe not from a lot of uh, fans that follow the NFL really closely know how great Fletcher Cox is, but in terms of, he doesn't have the same publicity maybe outside of, um, uh, big fans because it's it just he's such a force and it, it gets a little overshadowed because of what Aaron Donald just kind of broke the position uh, with his ability to break through double teams and whatnot but yeah I think Carter I, I like those two comparisons um, even if it, I, like you said I think he's gonna be really good in the NFL I think yeah in terms of a sure thing we'll see in terms of the consistency I uh, one of the comparisons PFF had was um uh, Kawan Short, and I think if that's like, I mean, the guy that made a couple of Pro Bowls was really good during his time with uh, uh, Carolina. Um, if that's like the lower end of what Jalen Carter can do, then I, I you know, 
you're going to be pretty happy still with that player. And if he can be anywhere above that, I know there's some of the, the knocks of him have been down to down consistently consistency with his approach and, and, and staying fundamentally sound. And uh, he's been accused of on some snaps, just, you know, dogging it a bit. It is really hard, you know, to play that position full speed every single snap. There's a reason that in, in the NFL and in college, obviously to an extent, but in the NFL, you have a lot of uh, rotations with these guys that are, Aaron, even Aaron Donald's not on the snap on the field for every single snap. They're, they're picking and choosing their spot. So I think if a team gets, Jalen Carter and puts him in the right uh, situation and has the right motivation. He has the right culture around him uh, to help him, you know, through everything that has happened off the field. And yeah, this is a guy that can succeed at a really high level. I think where he ends up could be a, a really important part about that. But um, yeah, high end trying to be a, a, a new Fletcher Cox. That would any all thirty two teams would take that player in a heartbeat. Yes, I think absolutely. Um, that's why I said I. I just don't have a lot of doubt about Anderson and Carter in terms of their ability defensively, what they're going to bring yeah. for whoever they're they're drafted by. Like I said we have a pretty good idea, I think, of where Will Anderson's going to go. Not sure exactly on Carter because, as we said, that could depend on some trades and such. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, clearly two pretty uh, remarkable talents just from a, a skill standpoint for sure. Um, well, yeah, for sure. So, uh, all right, let's talk about a wide receiver. Uh, Quentin Johnson from TCU, obviously – Someone was a, a big part of TCU's success, getting to the national championship game, um, and now you kind of project ahead. Look, I mean, he he's someone else, and I know we're kind of repeating ourselves here, but like I've seen a wide range of where he winds up, um, and you know, obviously this is more of the the comp stuff. But when you look at it, I mean, you've got a guy here with size. Um, what is he? I mean, the measured it. I'm trying to find the exact measurement for him. Six three i want to say yeah so i think around six three so got quite a frame on him um you know just kind of that that long sort of athletic guy that you know the nfl you love to have someone who can go up and and catch the ball obviously after the catch i think that's something that's really stood out with him um and what he could do and i mean there's a lot of different stuff i've seen i've seen a lot of sort of interesting ones i, I think I, I was looking up you know, you're kind of searching for some of these just to see what people think. But like, I saw Devontae Adams is one um, oh, wow. that that someone had kind of put as a possibility. Obviously, again, you're looking, you're projecting very high on the most positive scale yep. of what they could be. <laughs> um, but you know, still, I mean, you know, I think just the the size itself is something that really stands out. And I think just seeing the possibility of what he could do after the catch. I think he ran. I'm trying to pull up the numbers here. Um, I want to say he ran a four, I don't know, four or five, something, maybe in the 40. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything better, but I, I think that's one. I think when you just look at the size and the the ability to, to maybe put up some yards after the catch, I think he's um, – I would expect him to go maybe higher potentially than some people would think because I think that just kind of watching it, there's, there's a lot that really stands out with him, so – yeah, that's happened with receivers recently in the draft. Guys uh, will be at first mocked in a certain spot, and then over time you're like, all right, this guy, do you want to pass up on that ability? Do you want to be the team that passed on no. Justin Jefferson? Um, not that, you know, very different player, but nonetheless, yeah, with these receivers and their impact in the NFL, you're seeing guys go higher and higher. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if he went much higher than, um, you know, where he's being mocked in a lot of places. I think a lot of you look at a uh, big board kind of, um, layouts of the draft and he's a lot higher there than he might be in the mocks which yeah. Yeah, we'll see if that ends up playing out if teams really follow their philosophy that almost all of them say that they're going to take the best player on the board no matter 
what yeah. they're what they're really targeting. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams, like you said, that would be fantastic. Not like Devontae coming out of Fresno State was <laughs> regarded as going to be yeah. one of the best receivers in the league, um, even when he got, you know, I think he went drafted in the second round eventually. Um, and he's a guy that built on those things over time. And I think Quentin, it, it's pretty clear that this guy's work ethic is – uh, second to none. I think he, in the at the NFL level, when he's just focused on his craft, is only going to get better. His, his ability to make contested catches is the one thing. When you said Devontae, that I immediately thought about. Um, guy that fights through contact, throw the ball up. He's going to catch it against any most DBs. I mean, there's some really talented guys that are going to be tough in the NFL, but nonetheless, I, I think this is yeah. I like that comparison. Um, it's size wise, uh, also able to you know maybe not the best route runner in this draft, but has enough to quickness to kind of be able to, uh, you know, create separation for his size and make that, that target a bit bigger. He's already a big guy and it's a big target, but nonetheless has enough there. Um, uh, yeah, you know, he's got the only weakness kind of stuff I've seen on him is that like when he's gotten injured, he hasn't been as fast, which is like, yeah, you're hurt. So I don't really know. Uh, there's not a lot of downside to what this guy can do, uh, but what that actually translates to, I mean, Devontae would be great. Some of the other ones uh, that I've seen are Marta- Martavis Bryant, which at his peak was a really great NFL player and honestly probably more sp- uh, breakaway speed than I would think with uh, Quentin Johnson. But, um, you know, I think with the, the polish he's going to get, at the next level. That's where I kind of think about uh, how we could elevate to another level. Maybe a guy that's uh, not on the level of Devontae, that's similar in what he's able to do, similar size, not the breakaway speed, but the contested catch. Alshon Jeffrey was one that um, I see as a comparable that I kind of like that one as well um, uh, in terms of what he might be able to do. But I mean, all these translate to a player that you'd want on your team. Uh, That's the simple thing about it. And I think that, uh, yeah, we'll see what he's able to do and where he ends up going. It's really hard to project with receivers. It always kind of fluctuates. Um, There's just so many teams that want one and and want some of these top guys. Where he ends up falling, I think they're going to be happy with what they get. Speaking of receiver, I mean, here's another one. And I think these two guys are going to get compared a lot because my guess is, like I said, if for some reason maybe Johnston goes a bit higher uh, and maybe – jump someone like a Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. I'm curious yeah. to see. I don't think that's going to happen because you look at some of the – and like we said, these are – as we always know, right? Like these are all over the place. You never know. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting comparison because obviously, you know, not the same size. one versus what we talked about with Johnson and it's kind of what the, the expectations could be for him. Um, pulling up some of the notes here, like NFL.com has the comp for – for him as Jarvis Landry. So someone, you know, certainly I think projected to go in the first round. Um, It's just like we always say, it's just a matter of kind of what, where he's placed and kind of what that production could look like immediately versus what does that look like five years from, from now? Um, I think he seems like more of a, I don't want to well-rounded like, and that's not a knock. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh, he just like, you know, there's nothing just really just completely over the top. Like, wild that stands out maybe and and maybe some people disagree with that but like i think he's just like really good at a lot of different things that's when i kind of have looked at him (laughs) it just seems like that's what's in look there's nothing wrong with that but we understand like in this era it's like oh it's like we said oh you point out something just specifically with the size or just specifically here there he does a lot of good things like he does a lot very well um it's just i think i don't know I, i think this is one where i'm curious to see you know what the how far these two go apart from each other because um you know i I don't know i mean and look and maybe wind up being wrong but like 
I tend to see some people get a lot more excited about the possibility of what Johnston can do. But then yeah. on the flip side, um, like I said, maybe that's more of just looking at some of those particular things that just kind of wow you. And there's a lot that can wow you about, um, you know, Smith and Jigba here. But I, I feel like maybe overall well-rounded, maybe this is the guy that winds up going a bit higher. Um, and, and just, I, I don't know, again, if it's fair to compare the two, but I do think we're talking about two guys who could go in a somewhat similar range. So I think there, there's always going to be that comparison. So, Yep. I, there, these, uh, and the next guy we're going to get to after, I think at least in most um, lists of the top receivers in the draft, it's kind of these, the three, and we'll get to Jordan Addison after this. But uh, I think uh, Jigba has the ability, like you're saying, to be a, a fantastic player. But in terms of that, I think it's partially the talk in terms of the excitement about Quinn. And let's, I mean, TC made the national title game, had some just big performances yeah. on a big stage. Whereas uh, Jackson was injured a lot of uh, last year, uh, you know his. If you really, a lot of teams are kind of going off of his tape from his 2021 sophomore yeah. season, where he put up almost 1,600 yards. Yeah. yeah, and he was the third guy with like Garrett Wilson, and uh, I'm, I'm blanking on who the other receiver was still there at the time. I'd been Olave, but yeah, like I mean, this is a, a guy that put up huge numbers in a situation where he didn't have to always be the number one guy. And I know he's uh, not the biggest dude, and he's also not like the absolute blazing speed um uh, he's still obviously a really fast a four four eight um as uh, what he ran at, at the pro day for ohio state i think um still obviously a really fast guy but maybe not like that elite kind of speed for some of these smaller uh, guys that we'll see get drafted not that uh jackson's tiny he's not like a like one of the really little receiver but at, you know compared to quentin and some of these other bigger dudes um in this class but yeah i, I like um one of the comparisons i saw was slower cd lamb which is funny because it ran basically the exact same um 40 time <laughs> if i'm not mistaken i think see uh, so I, I like that one though, in terms of just what he could be able to do. Yeah, uh, uh, CD not the biggest dude. He's a really tough guy. And he plays bigger than his size. But when you actually look at his um, height and weight, and you're like, all right, this guy's not massive. And I think that that's kind of how Jackson does play. I like the um, was it Jarvis Landry you said was one of the comparisons. I think that yeah. one's an interesting one in terms of what he might be able to. Uh, you know, Jarvis when healthy has been a really successful receiver. Obviously, really versatile guy that plays in the slot can play outside and I think that's that versatility with Jackson does separate him a lot of um I've seen a number of comparisons to Tyler Boyd uh who I think we, we've talked about a lot when we talk about the Bengals pretty underrated just because he's playing with with uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins um I maybe yeah. it's not your number one receiver if you're with Jackson uh, Smith and Jigba like compared to what teams might project they might be able to get with Quinton maybe has just a different build but I think as a weapon, if he's in the right offense uh, with a, maybe a, a more true uh, uh, X receiver, number one, and what he might be able to do in the slot and, and other things. And yeah, I, I like um, yeah, the potential here. And I like, you know, I, I think maybe you're getting a little value because of the injury issues last year. And if he had been fully healthy this season for the entire time, I think maybe his draft stock, we're not talking about this quite the same way. I think maybe he's the clear top guy, uh, but we'll see how it all plays out. Julian Edelman's another one uh, that PFF had as a comparison for him. Interesting um, to, you know, to see a lot, you could look at a number of different slot receivers, but guys that are technically sound, um, and I think, yeah, just as long as he, his hamstrings hold up, then hopefully we see a lot of uh, good stuff from Jackson in his rookie season. Yeah, Jordan Addison is the other one you talked about from USC. Um, you know, I, I think well, – I'm looking at NFL.com again. They, they have some of these, and um, Tyler Lockett is one they have as a comparison for him. So kind of that, you know, guy that's what, 5'11", 
smaller, um, like I said, not 6'3", but when you look at just the overall skill set, um, well, I think it ran a 4'4'9". Four, four, um, yeah, I mean, I think that I looked at that one, and that that's intriguing because I think that's, you know, that's another one, like you said, it really where all three of these guys go is going to be kind of fascinating to see what order and, and kind of where, again, the, the actual location is. But, um, yeah, I mean, just sort of the speed and the athleticism is really, I think, what stands out with him. And, um, you know, that's kind of Tyler Lockett, right? I mean, that's someone who can kind of um, have that separation and be able to do those kind of things. So I think that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I like the Lockett comparison. I, I think speed-wise uh, and his ability to, to get open downfield, um, maybe uh, in terms of his route running too, all, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett's so technically sound, it's going to be you know, maybe uh, Jordan Addison isn't going to be on that level, but he's, I think, at the college level, yeah. uh, obviously fantastic. He only just, uh, I know this shouldn't necessarily always factor in. Cooper Cup was drafted when he was like 24, but Jordan Addison also only 21 years old. That's going to help his stock to an extent in my mind yeah. uh, with some of these teams project uh, how much football and, and, and mileage is on uh, these guys' legs. So Lockett for sure is a good one. I'm trying to think of some other comparisons here um i oh man the couple that i uh, pff has emmanuel sanders i i could see that a bit you see kind of the, the similar uh things of what tyler lockett could do uh depending on how healthy emmanuel was at certain points of his career but the one that's one that is spicy and it's i, I don't know if i i mean this is a lot of, again these are all high-end uh ones but uh one that i saw here was Devonte smith i mean that i He's on a different yeah. kind of plane. I think when we were in, when he was in Jordan Addison was in college, maybe we heard a few more of those comparisons. That maybe have been a second since I'd heard that one. Um, in terms of his frame, though, I, I mean, just the way he looks at, and kind of glides on the field, I, that part I understand the comparison for sure. Um, the speed and explosion uh, that both those guys have, obviously, great hands as well. So, I, interesting one for sure. Um, I you know it's a lot of pressure to. I mean, Devonte Smith especially last year, kind of took his game to another level. It was great as a, as a rookie as well. But, um, yeah, I think uh, with these three, uh, it's been, we've had so many uh, just really high-end receiver classes of late. Um, it's a lot of pressure to keep <laughs> kind of keep building. and expect, it's, it's almost not fair to these guys. We're expecting them all to kind of just come right into the NFL and immediately – uh, produce it's it's not usually how it goes but it's kind of been the, the new normal and I think these three all have that ability but yeah if, if you're gonna be compared to Tyler Lock and Devontae Smith I think you're gonna be pretty good with Jordan Addison and what he can do as long as again he also stays on the field another uh you know and all these players the physicality of the NFL is just another level so it's not really a knock on any individual it's just the the nature of what um this uh, you know the NFL and um yeah, I, I think, but Addison too, a guy that obviously before he went to USC uh, with Kenny Pickett, had some just ridiculous numbers, and I think what you saw what they're able to produce against maybe teams that uh, at the time uh, that Pitt wasn't like thought of to be the you know ACC champion like they ended up becoming, um, and yeah. his ability, man, like I you. I watched him at USC a lot, but I, I think I think back now more so as we're talking right now to thinking about the that Devontae Smith comparison, thinking about what he was doing at Pittsburgh, and I'm like, okay, maybe maybe there is something to this. Maybe <laughs> maybe I maybe I should put all the pressure yeah. on Jordan to, to live up to those really lofty expectations. <laughs> yep, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, like I said, I think this is an interesting trio right here of wide receivers, and um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to be kind of fascinating to see where all these guys wind up and. 
as we said, looking at some of the defensive guys as well. All right, Dylan, anybody else we want to throw into the mix here before we wrap up? I mean, as we talked about, we could – So many good players. <laughs> there's so many guys we could do this for, but yeah. just kind of looking at uh, some of the top names. We, we did the quarterbacks in the previous episodes, but now – we're getting ready for the for the draft, so um, yeah, we'll we'll see where all these guys wind up. Yeah, thinking of other ones, like quick hitters, uh, Devin Witherspoon, the, the corner from Illinois, Darius Slay. I, I I see that one from PFF. I like that comparison a lot. Um, I, we'll see where that he ends up going, but I think well, if you get that kind of high end play from what Darius has done at certain points in his career, uh, that could be pretty successful. Other one, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. His stock obviously has keeps ballooning it feels like every every time i see anything he's just going up and up uh carlos dunlap was one comparison for him uh that, that seems to kind of make sense jason pure paul i mean yeah this if you take these uh, kind of um uh, players together and you, you have a guy that is just on the outside just taking over against uh, uh, you know maybe get got a little less you know uh, traction just because he's playing at texas tech and they weren't exactly uh, on you know the, the, the premier games at all times but this dude was just dominating some tackles in the in the big 12 so um i, I like that that kind of comparison but I, yeah i don't know if there's any others that you thought about I, there's also the um peter skoronsky the, the tackle from northwestern that one i mean his floor is really high um i think that in terms of what he can do as a guard um, potentially that's uh, PFF thinks that and that kind of makes sense where that he could end up sliding in there more so than tackle so I'm trying to think of uh, you know maybe, maybe this is just too simple because it's Northwestern Northwestern but Rayshon Slater what he's able to do and um, okay. maybe that's a, the quick one that came to mind with him but I don't know if there's any other um, comparisons but yeah all these guys are uh, there's just so many players that are great in the NFL too and it's, it's hard to also you have to there's just so many guys in the history of the game but if we really want to go back and it's like I'm sure I could or a lot of these comparisons we're talking about are more recent uh, or players yeah. in the NFL now. Uh, but there uh, there were a few, uh, obviously, with the references of Barry and LT, a little strong there um, for Bijan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, yeah, there's probably some more guys. It's just it's hard to think of them off the top of your head, trying to think of a couple more, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, yeah. There are so many you could go with in some of these instances. I mean, it's just a matter of, I think, ultimately, I'm to the point now where it's like, all right, where are these guys going to go? Because I feel like this is just one of the more interesting kind of because we talk about with the quarterbacks specifically. Like you just yeah. you know we're kind of set here with all the quarterbacks and trying to figure out exactly where these guys are going to go, and then ultimately you know finding those comparisons. I think it's it's much easier to do once you know what team they're going to be on. It's like all right, well yeah, this guy's going to be this or that, and this role, yeah, it's yeah. just it's hard to do, but um, we'll see where all these guys wind up. As we said, if you want to listen to our thoughts on the quarterback comps. You can do that in the, most pre- or the previous episode of this one. Um, and, of course, we'll have a lot more on the way. But, of course, Dylan, it's all covered over Clutch Points. A lot of stuff to get you ready for the NFL draft. So let everybody know where they can find all of that. You can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL or NFL draft sections are right on the top of the homepage. Um, tons of draft stuff looking over. I mean, we've already gone through so many breakdowns of the uh, where the best fits for different players, the best uh, players team should take with every pick going through some guys that might fall in the draft. That would be good options in the early second round. I mean, we've kind of, 
gone crazy with the coverage as as we usually do but this year to a different level we got our mock draft if you look that up on the on clutchpoints.com we'll have during the draft a, a live kind of running uh, article breaking down all the picks having our our writers do their live grades we'll kind of throw those in um over the course of the draft and through the weekend but yeah lots of lots of good stuff uh, and also in the clutch points app we'll have our nfl draft uh, event kind of thing thrown in there along with the normal uh, game streams that you might usually see so it will kind of tie in some of the stuff we're, we're doing in real time and uh, kind of keeping up with uh, the social side of things um it's yeah it should be a lot of fun nfl draft is always a wild few days it's always kind of exhausting but uh, hopefully uh, when we come back early next week to to record we'll have some interesting thoughts for where these players end up and start looking ahead to what they're going to be in their rookie seasons with their new teams yep be sure to check it all out at clutch points like i said everything you need to get ready for the nfl draft a lot of reaction as well of course and we will have the same here on the podcast so be sure to subscribe any podcast app you use search for establish pass and uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you again here next time on the establish the pass podcast